Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, the 18th now of July 2020, and it is 10.41 p.m. Getting a little early start, it seems like, for uh, a late-night solo show. But, hey, what the heck, you know? Uh, i got to get some sleep, too. So this ending a show at 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning is, uh, well, it's fun, you know. Well, I got the time. It's fun, but um, it does get a little old after a while. So I am uh, endeavoring to start an earlier show tonight. Um, these are unplanned and unscheduled shows. It's, it's it's weird. It's like I pray, Lord, is there something you want me to talk about? Is there something I need to bring up? And, man, there are many times when I don't get anything. You know, it's like, nah, it's okay. You know, you can just... Um, one of my, one of my uh, hobbies now is uh, searching YouTube for videos that they might take off of there and then uh, downloading those videos and saving them in several secure places where they just can't disappear. And after my search tonight for a specific title, um, and getting 404 errors and, uh, on the internet and, uh, this video has been remove errors from the, um, YouTube um, it's a good thing that I'm doing this. It really is because um, truth is knowledge and they don't want you to have knowledge and they don't want me to have knowledge. But as long as one of us does and we can pass it on to the other, it makes us more powerful, right? That's the last thing they want is for you and I to be powerful. But you know what? <laughs> until uh, until martial law goes into effect and they throw us into FEMA camps, we're going to be accountable to keep each other informed and empowered. So here's our empowering session for tonight. Um, the thing that I was looking for tonight was um, an article, and, and I know that I put it in another show. Um, I did a show probably six months ago, maybe longer now, talking about the FC not being dead, about him... Um, haven't been put in uh, witness protection, and I still believe that. And uh, the article I was looking for it was a very small snippet, and what it talked about, and and I really didn't have time, folks, to go into my all of my radio shows and listen to it, because believe it or not, there are a lot of them, and I I don't have the time to go in and and listen to each show to see at what point of that show that I said something about something, and. Um, Life's too short, especially when you get to my age. So anyway, a, um, I'm going to do that part the best from memory that I can, okay? So it's going to be an ad lib, and it's going to be um, something that I think I'm recalling correctly. But uh, if I get it wrong, well, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there will let me know about it. Um, but anyway, uh, back... Uh, when Epstein uh, supposedly killed himself, which he didn't, um, there was a little snippet in there that talked about it. One of the workers at the uh, at the jail, and that worker said that something weird happened that night, that the power had gone out. Well, we, we've all been told that, you know, the power had gone out. But when the power had gone out, that a van had backed up to the um, one of the entrances of the jail. And what looked like paramilitary sort of people got out of it, uh, brought a gurney with them with a body on it, went in a Epstein's cell, 
left that body there and Epstein was spirited away. And I still believe, and I'll believe till my dying day, if uh, whatever comes first, whether this revelation comes out to be true or my dying day comes first, um, I will I will always think that he is in witness protection and spilling his guts, that he cut a sweetheart deal with the federal government. Um, okay, so this week, um, or was it last week, I think it was, his partner in crime... Her name is um, Gislaine Maxwell. They were once lovers um, back in the 90s, but not anymore. Uh, they had more of a business association than they had anything else. And uh, according to sources, uh, she would procure the girls for Epstein, and Epstein would, well, do what Epstein did. Um, and Epstein was no was no uh, no angel, okay? Well, no no not one of God's angels, okay? But what a lot of people don't know is back in the 90s, he was uh, hauled into jail and in charge with uh, several things, and people think he got off pretty pretty easy with, uh, he got off, as a matter of fact. He was able to go back to his office during the daytime and work, and people thought he was being treated too um, too liberally, and, and rightfully so. Um but I think that it goes all the way back to the 90s. I knew that I think that the feds knew what he was into. Um, and they said, OK, we know what you're into. So what we're going to do is here's what you're going to do for us. Uh, we have enough to stick you away for the rest of your life. But what you're going to do for us is uh, you're just going to keep business going as usual. But you're going to be taking down names. You're going to be hiding cameras in your suites at your on your island. Um, you're going to be writing down everything you can. You're going to be keeping plane logs, which he kept meticulous plane logs of the people that flew on his airline. And uh, you're going to keep doing that for us. And at, the, at a convenient time, you know, it's all going to go down and then we're going to pull you into witness protection. We're going to go through all this stuff. And then um, and then we're still going to start making arrests. And, you know, nobody ever conceived that, that Donald Trump would become president way back in the 90s, although he, he had mentioned that there was a possibility back then uh, that he would someday. But, um, you know, there was no firm fact that he was going to be running for president. And uh, everybody else in government was dirty, and they still are, seems like. Now it's, it's coming out that maybe John Roberts, the Supreme Court Justice, took a ride on um, one of uh, Epstein's uh, airline flights down to his infamous island and had his way with young girls. But uh, that remains to be seen. And if it does come out and it's proven, then... Um, there's a, another seat that's going to be available on the Supreme Court, and John Roberts is uh, not really one of the uh, most conservative judges that they are. He was an Obama appointee, and, well, that tells you right there, you know, um, nothing else needs to be said. Um, but anyway, so this week they uh, they arrested um, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, and they, they stuck her in the same jail that uh, they supposedly say Epstein um, was uh, uh, committed suicide. And there, there was a really neat um, video that came out. And uh, as a matter of fact, it was on regular TV, too. 
there was there's a well-known doctor that investigates. He's an he uh, does autopsies and uh, he's a medical examiner. That's what he is. That's the word I was looking for. And he came out with the, about this whole Epstein thing and uh, said that there's no way that he hanged himself because his hyoid bro- bone was broken and his other other injuries to him were conducive of being beat up and then hanged. Um, uh, not by himself, but uh, strangled and then uh, with the appearance of being hanged is what he said. So um, anyway, uh, that having been said, uh, if you saw the video, if you saw the uh, the pictures that were taken uh, of the uh, of the corpse that was laying there, I think it was still laying on the bed in the um, in the uh, not even the infirmary. I think it was in the in the jail cell. Uh, there are some distinct differences. Uh, uh, Epstein has a pretty straight nose, and uh, the, the the corpse had a kind of a, a nose that went down and then was kind of uh, curved down at the end. Um, definitely not an Epstein nose. The ears were different. Um, the modeling, I think, was probably normal, seeing that you know his he was oxygen oxygen deprived. For, for quite a while, um, strangulation will do that to you and somebody chokes you to death. Um, and he mentioned something about the, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, whites of the eyes, uh, had, uh, I can never remember the name of that word, petiche in them, uh, which is, uh, usually indicative of somebody being, um, strangled to death, uh, as opposed to being hung. Um, anyway, so, so supposedly Epstein is uh, is gone now. Hollywood is is scared. Okay, Hollywood's. I think if they could they could find a place where they all could go and run away, they would. If they could, you know, take their fortunes with them and and everything else. But uh, you got to realize that uh, a lot of Hollywood is uh, is pedophilia, and uh, from the top all the way down and. and uh, I think that's one of the reasons Mel Gibson got out of it. And I, I know that um, Keanu Reeves got out of it, too, because he said that it was basically a uh, a, uh, a Satan worship um, industry. So anyway, um, there are some people that get out of it when they see what's going on. There are others that don't know what to do. And then there's the ones that are... Um, the perpetrators, so to speak. Now, if you've been following what's been going on, um, and many probably haven't, um, there are a number of underground, they call them dumbs, uh, deep underground military bases. And some of the information that comes out about these, I find it kind of hard to believe, but what do I know? Um, You know, that they go down for 50 or 60 miles or they're that deep in the Earth's crust. And, And maybe that's true. Um, seems to me that it would be pretty hot down there if that was the case. Because, uh, you know, as you get closer to the center of the earth, you, uh, you, uh, the, the temperature tends to, to heat up. If you talk to uh, anybody that's mined for diamonds down in South Africa or uh, even, even in a very deep mine, maybe up in the Soviet Union, you find out that you get to a certain point where the heat's unbearable. I'm not saying that there's a... Um, there's a molten core down in the center of the earth because I do believe in a hollow earth, but um, that there is a point where whether it be friction or whatever causes a lot of heat down in that area. 
Uh, scripture says somewhere in Psalms it says that the um, the dark places of the earth are the uh, the habitation of uh, wickedness, uh, which goes to show you that even the Bible knows that there there are openings that go into the uh, inner earth and and uh, and what's down there. So anyway, um, as I go with this, um, so we were talking about Epstein and we're talking about uh, Maxwell and and things like that and oh deep underground military bases and and I was watching a video see if I can oh boy I don't know how the heck I'm going to remember where this was oh maybe right here uh, there are a couple of videos about this actually and I got to wait for this okay here we go um there's one on YouTube called Underground War Happening Now, and it's an update. And it's an update of um, one that says the underground war is happening now. Uh, the other one came out, uh, I think, in 2017. And the other one's pretty recent. I think it's the end of 2019. Um, and if this is to be believed, and I, I have every reason to believe it, um, there are... Probably about a hundred, if not more, underground uh, military bases that were being used uh, for wicked purposes. I'm talking about child abduction being used for child trafficking. Uh, some were being shared with uh, uh, some people would call them aliens. They're actually fallen angels and uh, and demonic uh, entities uh, in exper experimenting on humans and, and also consuming humans. Um, that's a whole other subject that we can get into maybe another day and should talk to Jim and Eric about that because it's, uh, it's quite gross, but it's quite real. Um, so, um, Trump has been, uh, I think the minute he got in office, he, he's known about this for quite a while. See, Trump used to hobnob with these people. He never really got friendly with them, but he, he got to know them enough to what he knew what was going on. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, Trump flew on Epstein's airplane. Well, it doesn't mean that he flew down Epstein's island. You know, for all that we know, he took, he got in there, took a spin for an hour or two, and it came back right where he, you know, started from. But anyway, um, this, uh, this whole thing is uh, with the deep underground military bases is quite interesting, and it's, it's a fascinating study to do. And, uh, uh, they've they've explained that uh, you know like there, there's been a lot of uh, earthquakes in in um, in Oklahoma and they've been blaming it on fracking. Well, another blame that goes to that or, and could be quite substantially uh, proven is that uh, that's the military, the good guys, going in and cleaning out the uh, cleaning out the swamp that's down in those uh, deep underground military bases. Well, anyway, this this video, Underground War, uh, happening now, he goes into all where all these bases are, um, explains that there's a, a train, uh, not even a train, um, like an anti-grav train that goes from one base to another all throughout the United States and up into Canada, and it even goes uh, overseas. And... Um, the last time I heard, the last time I listened to it, he said that the one that goes overseas has been destroyed. So um, they were planning on bringing in U.N. troops that way. A lot of people are, 
you know, when you bring up the UN troops coming into the United States, well, how are they going to do it? They're not going to bring them in in airplanes. They're not going to bring them in in ships. They'd be found out. Well, if you hide them underground, they can be here, right? Well, anyway, these guys are going in, these Marines and special forces are going in and they're saving children that have been held down there. Some children have been like third generation children that have been born down there. They, uh, and, and are used for sexual purposes and for breeding purposes and things like that. Um, and uh, speculation is, and, and I believe it to be true. Now, remember those two ships? What was it? The Mercy and I uh, can't remember the other one, but one went into New York Harbor and went into Los Angeles. And uh, right about the same time, uh, people in Manhattan reported hearing explosions sounding like they were coming from underground. And the same thing in Los Angeles. And uh, all of a sudden, Billy Graham shows up with his Samaritan's, I think it's called Samaritan's Purse, um, a hospital uh, tent triage center, basically, um, that basically didn't take any patients in. They might have taken three or four COVID patients in, but that was it. I mean, we're talking about dozens and dozens of tents lined up in Central Park that stayed there, too, for quite a while. And um, and as soon as the Liberty, uh, the Liberty, as soon as the uh, the hospital ships started leaving, like from, from Manhattan, um, the, uh, the tent camps packed up and left. Oh, they don't need us here. We're leaving. And the speculation is that all these children that were, uh, and young adults that were saved were brought there and, um, and triaged and cared for and then loaded above the ship, aboard the ships and then taken away. Um, it's quite interesting that, you know, they have a kind of like a map that shows where ships have been. And this one ship was off the coast of Virginia. I think that's usually where it's docked. And after it left dock, it, uh, went out to sea and it did a circular pattern with a Q in it, like almost like, like, a, you know, we're queuing on and we're going to go rescue these children. Well, anyway, um, so these deep underground military bases, uh, perhaps Epstein knew about them. Perhaps he had been there. Perhaps he helped even finance some of them. I don't know. The guy's a billionaire. He can do whatever he wants to with his money. Um, so, so we had the underground military bases and we talked about those. And I think that's what we'll talk about when it comes to those. That's a whole other subject. And as it all plays out, I think uh, if you go and watch that underground war happening now update, um, you know, watch it with a grain of salt. But the guy's pretty convincing. He really is. Actually, there's one guy that's interviewing another guy. And um, as a matter of fact, they're going along while while uh, talking and some of the things on the list are not uh, italicized to show that white hats are in charge of them now instead of black hats, uh, white hats being the good guys and the black hats being the bad guys. And uh, that uh, these bases are gradually being cleansed, for lack of better words. Uh, he has mentioned that some of them are had gone so deep and had been so full of um, enemies, let's put it that way that they uh, they actually um, used some small yield uh, u- nuclear uh, charges in them. And um, if you look at uh, some of the earthquakes that happened in those areas, um, it could quite possibly account for uh, low-yield um, nuclear uh, detonations being conducted. And, um, you know, 
uh, when you think about these, uh, it is kind of dumb to build a dumb base because if somebody's going to go in there and destroy it, they can do it with a nuclear device. I mean, heck, they used to, when I was a kid, they used to explode nuclear devices all the time under the ground in, uh, in Nevada. Uh, very little fallout escapes and, uh, you don't have to worry about it. And I, once these things are, are taken down that way, I'm sure that they are, um, uninhabitable for, for generations, if not, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of years because of the radiation. Um, so anyway, uh, so we talked about Epstein, how he was probably spirited out and is in, um, witness protection right now. And, uh, Gee, I mean, gee whiz. I mean, why? <laughs> you might say, well, why would they have to do that? Well, if he's got a dirt list on, uh, let's just say two-thirds, no, let's just say uh, 80% of the Democrats in this country and uh, 40% of the Republicans, uh, I'm talking about senators and congressmen and even uh, presidents, um, and He's got dirt lists on other world leaders and everything else. Uh, um, you knew he wasn't going to last in prison very long, so needed to get him out of there as soon as possible. So, but right now we we got to be concerned with this um, uh, Gislaine Maxwell. I think that um, probably what happened was uh, uh, evidently she's been traveling from safe house to safe house for a long time and. Um, well, ever since, you know, they've been seeking her out, I think it's probably been about six or seven, eight months now. And um, he finally found her up in one and he's either Vermont or New Hampshire and they arrested her. And um, if she was still in league with Jeffrey Epstein, which I believe she was, then most likely he knew all of her hideout places. So he probably just kept going from one to the other until they finally got her. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that, um, someday soon, well, you know what, it, it may not happen because right now she's a very, um, what I'm trying to say, she's in the spotlight. She's a public figure that's in the spotlight right now. And if she were to die, that it would just be more proof that the, uh, that the forces that be, that the elite, the Illuminati got her. You know, and it would just prove that they exist and that they're out there and that uh, they need to be taken out. So they might leave her alone for a little while anyway. Um, will there be another thing like what happened with, with Epstein about him being extracted? Well, possibly. I don't think it'll happen while she's in the jail itself. It'll probably be while she's being transported either to court or um, or somewhere else. It'll be uh, it'll it'll happen sometime, and, and hopefully it'll be blamed on Hillary because more people have been killed by Hillary than um, many other sources in this modern day and age. Now, excuse me while I get a little sip of coffee to wet my throat here. I had to finish it up anyway because it was getting a little cold, and I like my coffee hot or in ice cream form. So, um, I don't like it on ice. Whoever invented that, I don't know. They got a screw loose. If you like it, that's fine and everything, but I have no, no use for it whatsoever. Okay. So we, uh, we talked about that. Um, 
So, Kisseline Maxwell comes from a very well-to-do family. Um, her father was born and uh, born was uh, involved in some kind of intelligence operations um, over in England for quite a while. I just kind of skimmed over this information, so I, I might get some of it wrong. But um, but he was also involved in some shady stuff too. Um, so this girl is uh, no stranger to um, the life of crime, so to speak, or or cloak and dagger sort of stuff, shall, shall we say? Um, she uh, what she did was wrong. I'm not gonna even try to justify. I mean, procuring young girls for this guy. I mean, that was that's sick. But um, if she can help to further the the case against some of these um, these higher up politicians, these uh, deep state individuals, um, so that when it comes time to arrest them, there's absolutely no question whatsoever that these people are, are evil and wicked and have done these things. Then, then uh, God bless her. Let her be able to to live so that she can do that. Um, pardoning her, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that, but um, I'm, I'm sure that she will be offered some kind of uh, some kind of immunity or some kind of reduced sentence, um, maybe banishment somewhere, uh, her and Epstein, uh, to a place where nobody will know them. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if they still do things like that, like they did in Napoleon and things like that. But anyway, um, it's just really interesting. Um, now, something happened this week, and it's interesting that it happened this week because it's been two weeks after uh, Chris Lane uh, Maxwell was arrested. And this this could be very um, – well, first of all, I want, let, let's add a little levity into this, okay, because um, I think this is hilarious. There's there's a comedian out there. He used to be in the ver- – uh, the British version of the office and yeah, they had the, the office way before the Americans had it. And it was pretty funny. I used to like watching it. Um, but, uh, they invited him for the fifth time to do the, uh, the emceeing at the golden globe awards. And <laughs> he, uh, <clears throat> he states several times in there, this is my fifth and last time. So the heck with it. I'm just letting it all hang out. Um, he shocked the stars at the Golden Globe monologue by joking about Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein while taking aims at um, uh, Cats. I guess that's uh, a movie that came out. And Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, we'll read a couple of the things that he said. Um, do you guys remember uh, Mia Farrow and uh, Woody Allen? They had a son named Ronan Farrow. And Ronan... Um, accused uh, Woody Allen of some really nasty stuff um, and mistreating his mother, Mia Farrow. And um, here's a quote from <laughs> what he said during the Golden Globes. And I, I've i seen the video several times. I, matter of fact, I watch it for amusement because he just, he calls out people and they don't like it. Um, he says, in this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. From all different backgrounds, he said, but they have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. He's coming for you. 
<laughs> they they pan the audience after he uh, after he says these things. Then it goes on. Ronan Farrow was responsible for uh, one of a number of exposés into the alleged sexual misconduct of Harvey Weinstein. Okay, um, whose criminal trial is beginning this week. Well, they failed to name check the disgraced mogul mogul in his opening speech. He drew gasps with the last minute quip about him that one person on Twitter called the truth bomb that Hollywood needs to hear. Uh, next, Gervais uh, rallied against movies made for for cinema, arguing that everyone's watching Netflix. He then recommended that viewers switch off the Golden Globes instead and <laughs> watch his Netflix comedy Afterlife. Um, you can binge, he says, you can binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife, he said. Uh, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself after his wife dies of cancer. In his second season, though, so he obviously doesn't kill himself in the end, just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so he's affirming that Jeffrey Epstein didn't die, he didn't kill himself. So he's either affirming that he's he uh, was murdered or that... Um, He's uh, in witness protection, but uh, and then he continues on. He says, I know he's your friend, he added, but I don't care. <laughs> this guy, I just want to meet him and shake his hand. And I'd love to ask him to be on the radio show, you know, to tell us everything he knows. But anyway, he said, taking it says taking aims at the lengths of the Irishman and once upon a time Hollywood, a Gervais joke the, um, of the latter. Nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. Even Prince Andrews, Andrews, like, come on, mate, you're nearly 50, son. <laughs> kind of uh, alluding that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio likes underage women or girls, and uh, and and they were they panned on him, and uh, DiCaprio kind of laughed, but. Uh, not too, not as much as he would have if somebody else had been. Um, okay, so I'm not going to read the next one because it's kind of nasty. Uh, the final word of Gervais's uh, dense joke was bleeped out during the show's live broadcast on NBC with cameras cutting it to the shocked expression of Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to watch it. I'm not going to tell you what he said. <laughs> Finally, Gervais talked about Apple which is launched into an original programming business with the morning show. Gervais uh, then delivered a withering put-down of Hollywood's, Hollywood before exiting the stage. He said, Apple roared into the TV game with the morning show, a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, he said, made by a company whose products are made in sweatshops in China. Uh, I love this guy. <laughs> and he continues, Apple's Amazon. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agents. So if you do win a war tonight, don't use it as a platform to make a political speech, right? He says, you're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thornburg or Thunberg. Um, if you win, Come up and accept your little award. Thank your agent, your God, and um, and get off. I'm not going to say what he actually said. Uh, let's see. I think that's all. But the, 
I'm, I'm telling you, I love watching this video because it's he nails it. He nails them as pedophiles, as as narcissistic bastards, and um, he just uh, it, it's great. And the fact that, is that he did it at a public forum, and if anything ever happens to him, as a matter of fact, when he was joking with um, uh, was it Al Pacino, it was um, Joe Pesci. He called them Baby Yoda. And he's, he says, I'm oh, just kidding, man. Don't have me whacked. <laughs> so, uh, right there, if anything happens to him, I'm sure Joe Pesci would be the first, uh, the first one that would be, um, suspect. But anyway, um, now that we've had our time of levity and, uh, once you watch that video, um, you will have a lot of time of levity too. I think the video is some 10 minutes long. If, if so, when you find that one, that's the one. And it's the one that he did. It's it's just a video of him talking. It's not narrated by anybody. It's not critiqued by anybody. So um, look for that one on YouTube before they take it down. I have downloaded it for my viewing pleasure. Um, and every time I want to have a laugh, I, uh, I'm going to watch it. So anyway, a week or two or three after this, um, Ghislaine Maxwell's arrested. All of a sudden, I, I read uh, yesterday, French police arrest most wanted darknet pedophile suspect. This guy was a schmuck. This guy was a, a dreck head. He, uh, every bad Yiddish word you can think of, man, this guy. Um, this happened in Bordeaux, and that's kind of like the southern section of France. Um, and, and you got to understand that the European Union is so lax in their, in their laws when it comes to um, anybody under the age of 18 um, being abused, they really don't care, to tell you the truth. It's uh, it's a big shame that's on the European Union, and hopefully they'll they'll have a revolution over there, and uh, a lot of the countries over there will, will realize that what they're doing is wrong, okay, and that they need to stick up for the younger uh, generation that's being abused. Um, so it says Bordeaux, French prosecutors said Monday, July 13th, that police had arrested a man suspecting of operating pedophilia sites on dark, on a secret dark net internet networks, providing pornographic videos and pictures to thousands of people worldwide. Uh, the 40 year old arrested. And let me give you a source real quick. It's channel news, Um, who, and it's, but it's an article that was in a French paper. Uh, this is just a little more detail. Anyway, the 40-year-old arrested near the southwestern city of Bordeaux on July 7th was described by prosecutors as one of the 10 most wanted targets of authorities fighting uh, child sex crimes around the globe. Uh, Bordeaux prosecutor Frédéric Porteret said the uh, suspect also appeared to have taken an active role in the production of child pornography pictures and videos. After being taken into questioning, I wish I would have said he was summarily executed, uh, but uh, after being taken into questioning, he was also charged with the incestuous rape of a minor, as well as incestuous uh, sexual assault of 15-year-old, of a 15-year-old, uh, Porteret said. The suspect admitted the charges against him, she added, so he copped to him. Um... French police and investigators from a specialized anti-violence agency worked alongside of EU's Europol police agency. The suspect posted the images on a so-called dark net 
of websites that can be accessed only with specific software or authorizations ensuring an anonymity for users. And how much do you want to bet that there's people in our Congress, that there's people in um, the executive branch that are working for Trump that he doesn't know about yet, um, who have that software on their computer and they watch that crap. You know, as a father and grandfather, I just, I would have no problem just putting a bullet in that guy's head. Sorry, I know that I'm supposed to be a Christian and everything, but you know, if this stuff has got to be dealt with severely. Because if it's not, it'll just come back twice as bad. And um, no doubt there's Soros money involved in this, too. I can't prove it, but no doubt there is. Um, let's see. So, But it's I find it awfully interesting. And it, it tells me that Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein are singing uh, like, like songbirds to the the feds or to Interpol or whatever, because um, there's a lot of stuff that's going down. There's a lot of people being arrested and I'm a fisherman and you know, you don't, you don't use large bait for small fish. Okay. You, you work your way up. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, we had something called a minnow trap and we used to go down to the Hackensack river in New Jersey Throw the minnow trap out there with some bait in it. We'd pull it up. And you'd have maybe 100 minnows in there. You Take the minnows, put them in a bucket, go to your favorite fishing spot, put a hook through them, and then the, the minnow tries to swim around. A bigger fish eats the minnow. Okay. Well, if you left your line in there long enough with a big enough hook in it, a bigger fish would come and eat the fish that ate the minnow. They, they move up the food chain. Okay. And, and that's the way that Trump is doing this. He's going after the little guy. And I think what, what he does is he um, he uses some kind of uh, electronics to where uh, when he goes after people or when, you know, the federal authorities or whatever, the FBI or whatever, um, when they go after these smaller people, they can't pick up their phone and say, hey, you know, they're coming to get me or or somebody can't call them and say, hey, they're coming to get you. And so they nab these guys. And then, uh, of course, everybody's got a cell phone these days and they get on there and they start calling numbers or researching where these numbers are and finding out that they're, they're they belong to bigger fish. So then they arrest the bigger fish, but you don't arrest all of them. OK, you go after one or two and you make it look like, hey, you know, this is a fluke. We just happen to come across these one or two. You let three or four of them stay out there or however many. And, and you gather intel on them. And when the time is right, you go after them and then you go after the fish that they that, you know, they're bait for. And then you go after the fish that those bigger fish are bait for until you've got all the fish cleaned out. And um, that's how you do it. You know, you don't you don't arrest the guy up at the top because you're going to lose everything. You go from the bottom and you work up. It's in anything. That's basically what you do um, in medicine, for instance, you know, or how about working on your car? That's even a better one. You know, um, I'm trying to think of something because they used to have a diesel truck and there's always something that goes wrong on a diesel truck. <laughs> Trust me. Um, if you want a money pit, buy a diesel truck. 
Um, they're nice. Don't get me wrong. They're fun to have. The turbo sounds really cool when you're driving them. But uh, the more stuff that's on something, the more you have to fix and the more it costs. Uh, diesel mechanics are proportionately higher priced than regular mechanics. Um, so let's just say, uh, oh, yeah, okay, here's, here's one thing. I had a Ford F-250 uh, turbo diesel uh, 2006. And uh, what happened was the um, uh, the uh, the heater would only work in the defrost. In other words, it would only blow on the windows. And so it could have been like three or four things that could be doing that, right? And everything that I looked at went up in price, okay? So what I did is I, I, I replaced the cheapest thing that I could. I worked on the cheapest thing, and I happened to fix it, Okay. Now, had I gone to a mechanic, the mechanic would have had to diagnose it, first of all. And then he probably would have come out and fixed a cheaper thing, but told me that something else needed to be fixed. He would have, you know, double dipped and, and got me for that. I'm not saying that all mechanics do that. There's some really good, honest mechanics out there, but there's some real schmucks out there, too. Um, so, and, and with medicine, you know, um, you go in and let's just say you have the doctor suspects you have an antibacterial and you or you have a bacterial infection. Okay, so what is he going to do? Is he going to wait 14 days for the culture to come back? No, what he's going to do is he's going to put you on an antibiotic biotic that fights uh, many many different things. And then if you know, and that's going to kind of calm things down if not if not take the infection away. And then if it doesn't. By that time, the, the culture has grown in a Petri dish, and he knows what antibiotic works for, and he puts you on that. Okay? Um, what is that phrase? Keep it simple, stupid. You know? And work smarter, not harder. <laughs> That's another good one. But so when you're arresting people like this, you know, you, you go after the easy marks, the ones that you don't think are going to uh, make that many waves, so to speak. Um Another another good analogy would be, um, and I know that I'm going to get letters from bass fishermen, but I like to trout fish, okay? Trout are fun to catch. Uh, a trout will fight you even after you get them in the boat, <laughs> you know? A lot of times you got to club them over the head and then, you know, put a, a stringer through their gill and, and just keep them off the side of the boat. Um, but uh, but if you're, if you're fishing for bass, um, a lot of times you'll catch a bass. It'll give you a good fight, but the minute you get it up out of the water, it just kind of curls up and it doesn't want to do anything. Um, another, another good example. You know, if you want to eat and not have to work very hard, you fish for a bass. If you want to eat and you like the sport of it, you fish for trout or salmon or something like that. So anyway, in life, when you're when you're going after people like this, you... Uh, you uh, you go after the little ones and you gain all the intel that you can, and then you have not only their intel but you have intel on the on the bigger guys you're trying to get. And if it's true, and and Trump and the Justice Department have upwards of what was the last time I I heard 172,000 sealed indictments to arrest people, then um, you got your ducks in a row. You got your information there. When you go stand before a judge with your with your subpoena and it's opened up finally, and you got this jerk in court, you know, you say, well, Your Honor, here, there's this and this and this and this, and there's no way that, you know, uh, a defense attorney can say, no, that's 
Now, not admissible or anything like that. No, you get all your ducks in a row so that you can just um, get them prosecuted and get on with the, arresting the bigger fish. So, anyway, uh, the arrest of Grislaine Maxwell has uh, has definitely complicated things, and it's got the uh, the upper echelon even more nervous now. Um, I also noticed that. Uh, Right after she was arrested, all of a sudden the uh, the cases of COVID started going up. I don't know if you noticed this, but all of a sudden uh, the news. For instance, none of you heard about the French guy getting arrested, right? No, none of you heard about that. You heard about Gislaine getting arrested because, well, she was wanted, and it has something to do with uh, child pornography. Um. But you don't hear about a lot of things from the press. Uh, you don't hear about the 172,000 um, sealed indictments. Uh, you don't hear about Guantanamo being uh, readied for uh, a max, mass influx of uh, prisoners because they don't want you to know that. If they knew that that uh, Guantanamo was getting ready, they'd want to know why. You know, we're not really at war anymore with ISIS. Um and every once in a while, we knock out one of their leaders or something like that. But uh, we're not arresting terrorists like we were back in the early 2000s. So if we're fixing up Guantanamo the way they are, and they're fixing it up big time, then they got people are going to say, well, what are they doing it for? Well, you know, and then, then people start asking questions. And the government, and not the government, I shouldn't say that, the, uh, the deep state doesn't like it when people start asking questions. So um, somebody made an interesting comment the other day, and I thought it was excellent. I'm going to repeat it a lot on different radio shows that I do and that Jim and I and Eric do and stuff and, and Brian, too. And um, But um, <clears throat> they said that uh, COVID will no longer be a problem after November 4th. And I'll bet you that's right. I'll bet you that all of a sudden it's that's when uh, the cases are going to start getting less and less and less and it's going to go away. Simply because Trump will be reelected and there's nothing they could do to hurt him. Uh, all of this, this this whole COVID thing has been to throw a wrench into work, so to speak. And um, but what the idiots don't realize is that um, while they're focusing people's attention on things like this, Trump's been installing new judges in like the Ninth Circuit Court of Schlemiel's. Um, it's it's a right it's a right wing court now. It's it used to be seriously left wing and used to be a problem child for getting anything done. And also, um, oh yeah, that's another thing that happened. Um, the news reported yesterday and the day before that um, federal police have actually just gone right into Portland now and are starting to arrest Antifa members. And oh my goodness, it's the the left up here is having a field day with his, oh, the, the feds are going in. They don't have permission. Well, yeah, they do. I'm sorry, but they do. The president is supposed to <clears throat> is supposed to be um, like the top cop, the top lawgiver or law, not lawmaker, but the, uh, the one that uh, enforces the law. Let's put it that way. And um, especially where the military is concerned and the National Guard. And uh, he's made several offers to Portland and into uh, Seattle also. 
uh, let us come in. We'll get rid of Antifa for you right away. But you see, they don't want that because they like the unrest. The, the leftist states, California, Washington, Oregon, they love the unrest because it's making Trump look bad, or they think it is, but it's not. It's making them look bad. And there's going to be a big outcry on um, on Election Day in November when uh, a lot of these different states turn red. And uh, and a lot of these Democrats that have been ensconced in, in office for decades are, are finally thrown out because people are tired of it. Um, I've got relatives and friends down in California, and they're tired of it. Even the, even the liberals in California are tired of it. They they see these socialists over overextending their bounds, and and they want um, they want justice, but they want it they want real justice. They don't want uh, the socialist crap that's going on down there. So um, it's it's going to be a real shocker on on election day. It really is, and um, well. As the time draws closer, it's uh, it's going to be something to watch. It really is. And um, I think uh, what we're probably going to do, I don't even know if I'm off that day. I kind of hope I am. Let me see here. Oops. Going the wrong way. Oh, yeah, I am, as a matter of fact. I'm off election day. So I think uh, my wife and I will just kind of sit back with a um, bowl of popcorn and kind of watch the festivities because I think that uh, you thought a lot of people cried when Hillary lost. My goodness, there's going to be a national wailing going on um, in the big cities anyway, um, in the little towns and places where people are productive and grow all the food and everything. It's going to be probably um, November 4th will probably be made into a holiday someday or election day. will. so, um, Anyway, um, so I really don't have that much more to say. I just wanted to bring up all this stuff that's going on, um, especially with um, Epstein and uh, Gislaine uh, Maxwell. Um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch the uh, the dominoes fall the next few months and um, and to watch some of these. Uh, well, they've got the two of the biggest fish that there are. They've got um, Maxwell now, and they've got Epstein. And um, if if the word is right out, that's out there is correct, and and uh, videos were made of every sex act that was done with every person that visited his island, then uh, some of these people are sunk. And we're talking big people like Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And yes, Hillary likes men and women. She prefers women though. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if the governor of our state is on that list, too, to tell you the truth, because she's a sexual deviant, too. And um, so there, there are interesting times ahead. I know it looks kind of scary. Um, and the left is trying to put it out there to where there, there's a close margin between um, uh, between Trump and uh, Biden. Um, well, they lied during the last election, folks. And Hillary, at least, you know, to her credit, knew what day it was and uh, knew who was she, who she was and and stuff like that. This this guy that's running now doesn't even know what day it is or who he is. Uh, what was it? A few weeks ago, he was saying that he was uh, Joe Biden's wife. And 
but uh, my prediction and what I think is going to happen is um, they realize Biden can't win. He couldn't win a, um, a election for a dog catcher. And uh, they realize that they're going to have to do something drastic and something that's going to be a real newsmaker. And it's going to make all the leftists in this country um, kind of lift up their spirits and things like that. And it's also going to probably make some of the people that have um, have gone over to the uh, to the blue side, so to speak. I mean, to the red side. Oh, God, forgive me for saying that. Um, it's going to make them want to reevaluate whether they want to stay in the red side or not. Um, and what, that's going to be Hillary Clinton coming and saying, you know what, I'm here. Uh, we love Joe Biden, but we know he can't do it. Uh, so I am going to run in, in place of him. And thank you, Joe, for, for bowing out. You know, we'll keep you and your family in prayer, which you don't want Hillary doing because she doesn't pray to any kind of good God. Um, either that or um, you notice he hasn't picked the running mate yet. Um, it'll get down to the end and uh, he'll hire her as the uh, vice president. And uh, once he does that, his life expectancy after January 20th, if he were to get elected, I, he's not going to, but um, would be about probably about 10 days before he came down with some strange disease and died because Hillary would have him whacked um, or, or she would have him take his own life or, um, the helicopter taking him to the Air Force One would go down or something. You know, there's nothing beyond what that woman would try to do. That is, that is, uh, what was her name? Jezebel in, in the Old Testament. She makes Jezebel look like a, a Mennonite uh, wife. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so that'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens uh, in November. Well, actually, it's going to be before then, right? Because I think their their primary is coming up really soon. And um, frankly, I don't even know why they're having primaries because I nobody nobody is um, is uh, challenging Trump. And um, I guess they need one for the Democrats because they just they need all the help they can get. But um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. We need to keep things in prayer, folks. We need to. Uh, all, all of the United States where this uh, COVID thing is, and you know my feelings about this COVID thing. I don't think it's a virus. I think it's a um, a mixture. Um, it's probably a hybrid or a low bred, if you want to call it that, of, um, and I always forget this word, but it's the, um, it's the uh, disease class that malaria is. And um, it's either between that and uh, and a bacterial infection. Um, and it was probably made in Wuhan. And um, all I got to say is that a, a, a malarial drug and uh, an antibiotic will work against it. Then uh, it's not a virus. That's all there is to it. And the drug companies hate to hear that because they're spending all this money to make a vaccine that they're going to make billions if not trillions of dollars off of once it gets distributed worldwide uh, they don't want that to happen so they're trying to silence anybody and everybody um, that uh, wants to uh, challenge that this thing is um, 
that this thing is defying the rule of uh, mutation. And the rule of mutation is that when things mutate, they become weaker and less effective. Um, they never become better. That's why evolution is such a crock. Um, I always use the illustration of this dinosaur, uh, this lizard laying an egg, and, you know, this it's supposed to become a bird. Um, but it's born with a, one leg and one wing, you know, in the <laughs> in the front. Well, you know, it's going to get eaten right away, and it's the only one that was born like that, so what's it going to mate with? Um, it, it's a ludicrous thought. It really is, and so is the thought that um, that viri can uh, mutate into something more dangerous. Now, something more dangerous can be created in a lab. I don't rule that out. Um, if it is a virus and they do that, then... Uh, expect something to happen. But uh, one thing that a lot of people write out of this whole equation, and I think we need to remember, is that um, we have a God that's in control of this. Okay. Yeah, we'd like to give credit to Trump for everything good that happens and and uh, blame the Democrats for everything the bad that happens. Or if you're a Democrat, you just blame everybody for everything. Um, but um, we... Um, we have God on our side, Yodhe the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. And um, he has plans for this country that uh, I frankly don't know what they are. But obviously, if he put in President Trump in office, then, uh, then he's got some kind of uh, special plans for us. And uh, his will be done. That's all I can say. Well, anyway... Um, Oh, man, I got to see. Yeah, we've been going for almost an hour now, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Maybe I can get to bed at a decent hour or find some more videos to check out and stuff. But um, anyway, um, well, it's been a, a pleasure being here with you today um, or tonight. And most of you don't even know I'm doing a show, so um, you'll download this later on. Um, and I always encourage you, uh, when I when I do a show, even when we do Monday night show, um, if you're going to uh, live stream it, uh, that's fine. Um, we, we, we have a problem with the show, and I don't know where it lies. Uh, when we're doing this show, uh, Jim's voice comes across nice and loud, and so does Eric's, but mine doesn't. And I've gone into Windows and tried to adjust everything each and everything to get my voice to come up and then somehow it doesn't work. So what I do is I put it into um, Adobe Audition after I get off the air and, um, and I go in real quick and I make all the levels equal, remove any noise, which doesn't happen when I do a solo show. That only happens when Eric and Jim and Brian are on. And uh, for some reason it's um, a hissing noise and, um, I can get rid of it real easy. But anyway, I said that to say this is that um, I, what I do is that after we do a, a multi-person show, I take that file, hopefully right away, the same night, and um, and fix it up. And then I remove the other show from Spreaker and then upload the uh, the fixed, uh, the new and improved, the fixed show up to uh, Spreaker. And I also put it on Podbean, too. Uh, so you get a better quality if you just wait till the next day and download a show. 
or even, you know, depending on where you are. But a lot of times I don't get done till around midnight. So it'll be three o'clock on East Coast. And I don't think this show is special enough to stay up to three o'clock to, to download. So, um, Anyway, uh, you'll, you'll get a good show if you download it right away. Uh, you might have to adjust the sound levels or whatever to do a happy medium. But if you wait till the next day, usually the show is a lot more crisp and clear and, and free of noise. So there's some noises I can't, um, I can't fix. Like when somebody decides to open up a bag of potato chips and their mic's on, um, those things are unavoidable. And I, you know, try to get that message conveyed. Um, but it's hard and, uh, but anyway, the, the, uh, message that we have for you always gets, uh, gets out to you and you get it. And, uh, more and more people are starting to like opposing the matrix and, um, it's really starting to catch on and please tell your friends. Um, by the way, um, another thing I did is I reached out to, uh, there's a book online called, um, Bigfoot sightings in Lynn County, Oregon. I happen to live in Lynn County, Oregon. And uh, I ordered the book and I want to read it. And I want to try to find the author and see if he'll... First of all, I want to read the book. (laughs) Um, I want to make sure that, you know, he's on the up and up and everything like that. But I also placed... um, They have a a couple of forum, a couple of groups on Facebook of people that are um, from a town that's near where I live. That's mentioned a lot, and it's a lot of the Bigfoot reports. And I've sent uh, notice out that I'm looking for an expert that might live in the area or somebody that's, you know, maybe a group of people that have seen um, Bigfoot. But um, the reason I want to talk to them is that I want to I want to hear what they have to say, of course. And I want to hear what their opinion is about what, what Bigfoot or Sasquatch is. But I want to also be able to get their dates down when they saw these things and then research and see if there are any UFO sightings around at or around that time, because those things are usually um, uh, associated with one another. Um, and like I, I said, uh, I think it was last night or the night before when I did the Bigfoot one, that um, Bigfoot show, that um, these things seem to be interdimensional. Um they smell like um, a lot of times like sulfur, and we know where sulfur comes from. It comes from inside the earth, um, and also um, there have been reports of people that have shot at them and they disappeared and then reappeared like 20 feet away on another to the left or to the right, uh, which tells me that they're interdimensional, uh, possibly holograms from hell. I don't know, but. Um, Anyway, it'll be uh, interesting to see if I can get somebody to, to come on the show to talk about that. Um, I live in a really neat area of Oregon. I, you know, I, I love Oregon. I don't like the politics here, but the people here are real sweet, uh, especially people that grew up here. Um, the Californians that have come up here have basically ruined the state. They've uh, This used to be a very um, conservative state, and the Californians all moved up here and turned it into the uh, California North or Hell Hotel or whatever you want to call it. And I feel for the, for the people of Oregon that were born here and, and have to put up with all the BS that comes up from California. And, um, and I just want to be an emissary to them to let them know that not everybody that comes from out of state is bad. <laughs> uh, there are some good Californians that come up here and there are transplants from New Jersey like myself who was you know, kind of forced to live in California for 
quite a few years that uh, finally got to be free. And uh, freedom's a beautiful thing, especially when you live in a state like this. Um, beautiful, I mean, clean air, clean water, uh, beautiful mountains. Um, you know, we, we just have to do two or three things here and we'd be off the grid, which would be really nice. Um, and, well, the Internet, we could never get off because. But anyway, um, so looking forward to um, to an ex, uh, the the opposing matrix becoming a, a much bigger entity sometime in the future. And um, when that happens, you know, maybe we could just go uh, five, six, seven days. Well, six days a week. I'm not going to work on Shabbat. Uh, and, and just provide, uh, different people, different audiences, not different, different, uh, guests that'll come on, uh, with a variety of different subjects, you know, and, uh, that's always been our desire. It really has. And, uh, we have a phone number actually for this radio show. And once we figure out how to use it on YouTube, not YouTube, on Skype, um, cause it's a Skype number. And once we can connect uh, you guys to the show, then we'll be able to have call-ins, which would be really neat. But I'll be real quick to hit the nuke button if you're going to do something bad. So anyway, um, all those things haven't been said. I'm going to go ahead and, and cancel or not cancel, but end the show. Um, I just pray that you guys have a blessed uh, weekend. There was less of it anyway. Um, Jim and I are going to end Eric and I think Brian are all going to be back Monday night and we're going to be discussing a variety of things. Um, if you just hold on a second, I can tell you what those things are. And, uh, that way I won't keep you guessing. Let's see. We're going to be talking about, if you guys love dachshunds, you got to go on to Moon Pie Starbucks. <laughs> it's got some little kid's voice put to uh, dachshunds. And uh, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, this Monday on Opposing Matrix. Uh, if you saw the gargoyle thing flying or soaring over around the Vatican, it did not take long to find uh, the further rumor and technology and the technology that created this ruse. So does anyone believe that some kid in their parents' basement spent the time and had the high-tech equipment to make this uh, to make this as a joke, or is this a way to make us not believe the real thing once they we see the things that are predicted in the Bible? Um, we're going to be talking about CERN, about the Mandela effect again. Um, where maybe where these um, animal human-like creatures are coming from, like Bigfoot, Mothman, Skinwalkers, Dogmen, um, Lizardmen, I'm going to add to that. Um, we're going to be talking about Project Bluebeam, uh, the scriptures, uh, how um, a secret space program started with the Clinton administration and it was put into practical use by President Trump. Um Anyway, there's going to be quite a few things we're going to be talking about. And um, anyway, so enough of my uh, malingering on the Internet. I'm going to go ahead and hit it. But, uh, hey, have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you Monday night. Uh, 
Uh, Pacific time, we start at 635, uh, and then Eastern time, that would uh, be equivalent to that. It's 935, and if you live in the middle, you do the math. So anyway, um, God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And we love our audience, and we always want you to know that. Uh, and we uh, we pray for you guys all the time. Okay? So be blessed in, in Yeshua or Jesus' holy name. Amen.